What up, everyone? Welcome to the PCC, the Pop Culture Collective. I am John Grill, filling in in the lead role today for one Johnny Bones, who uh, is not here. And I'm joined today by the second man, since I'm the third man, uh, Mr. Dan Haas. Now, before we start making fun of Johnny Bones, I have to ask you a question, Mr. Haas. I want to know, how does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by Providence, impoverished in squalor, grow up to be a hero and a scholar. Hard work. Hard work, right? Hard work. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, punching someone at Princeton University and making someone super jealous of you. So who are you speaking of? I am John talking Rowe. of Alexander Hamilton. Now, I'm hoping that some of you have actually actually know that that's a lyric actually the first lyric from the musical hamilton written by lin-manuel miranda um who has written some of the best modern musicals uh you know in the heights and stuff like that uh hamilton is by far i would say this generation's most famous musical for a lot of reasons one Mm -hmm. american history talking about someone who really hasn't had a lot of pop culture based around him you know like you know washington or you know any anyone else really right so and also it's it's hip-hop based which is fantastic and it's not like you know it, it goes through everything it goes from you know like early r&b into you know the fastest modern rap you can think of and it's amazing now dan i know you have not seen it yet no i mean it's funny you talk about hamilton i think the only reason that we, we, being based in New Jersey, probably know a little more about Hamilton's because you and I, I know you and I have been there together in a separate time. Uh, we've, we've hung out his, there, dude. Yeah, we've hung out there. We've been to his death spot numerous times because it offers maybe the best view of New York City in the world. It does, <laughs> and we have to thank uh, an old friend of ours, Alex Tava, for showing us there because she lives up that way. I remember that. Um, okay. And, you know, we've hung out there. I, I, you know, I took my fiancé on one of our first dates to have a picnic at that park. Yeah, I've, I've been up there with Gabby before, before um, we were married. We just went up there. We, we did a night. I remember we did a day in New York City. We might have actually went to a Mets game. And then on the way home, I was like, hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> you want to see the best view in New York ever? And she was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we went yeah. up to WeWalk in there. And you know, it, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The view is amazing. You know, you see the whole island and the there's a lot island. of stuff. There's a lot of stuff you can't see from, like, in the city that you see from that vantage point. And... You know, a lot of people don't know it's called Hamilton Park, but I, you know, before Hamilton, I don't think a lot of people knew what happened there. No. no you know, no. with Aaron Burr shooting him. Now, he didn't die there. He didn't uh, die there. You're right. He died back in the city. But let, let's talk about this musical. So, Lynn Manuel Miranda writes this musical, hip hop based on the life of Alexander Hamilton and how he literally comes from nothing and uh, makes his way through, um, you know, colonial America. He keeps having interactions with this guy named Aaron Burr, who just happens to be one step behind Alexander Hamilton at all times through the uh, Revolutionary War, through, uh, you know, the birth of our country. And finally, just it hits a it hits a point where Burr can't take and challenges him for challenges him to a duel. And it goes through. He was obviously he was obviously a better shot than Hamilton. Well, from from the way the musical puts it, (laughs) the way the musical puts it, uh, Hamilton shot in the sky or didn't shoot at all okay um, I, I i think that's the way history puts it too if i'm yeah. not mistaken yeah yeah and then of course burr you know you know thomas jefferson didn't want burr as his uh his um 
vice president because back then vice president vice president well back then whoever came in second place was traditionally the vice president could you imagine a trump and hillary presidency like trump is president and hillary is vice president you know what would be cool about that though (laughs) it would be more balanced it, yeah, nothing. At least nothing crazy would have happened. Yeah, I, I, you know what? There, I guess there is a there is a whole like another debate to be had about. And if that. You, yeah, if you think about it, you'd have someone from each party. So yeah, unfortunately, that's just not how it goes anymore. But um, you know, Burr, you know, uh, Jefferson didn't want Burr as his uh, vice president. He wanted Hamilton, and that just starts a whole bunch of shit. Um, listen, I got to tell you, being a musician and watching this musical, lyrics, vocal harmonies. And just the music in general is just incredible. The set, the, yeah, the set is minimalistic, which makes it even better. Best part of the set is there are two rotating turntables inside of each other. So think of like the Woodstock turntable okay. with another one in the center. And it just, it makes so much, it, it just makes it so much better. And then there's all these like intricacies of like just random small parts of the, you know, the history of the United States early United States where like, it was just a random event that they'll throw in there. Like, you know, Miranda did his, you know, he did his, um, his, you know, I came into his history, his, his um, homework. homework. It's just so good. And not to throw a little bit of, we know someone, but we know someone that actually plays in the pit. Oh, plays in the pit. Um, Our friend Devin Collins is actually one of the sub drummers for Hamilton. Oh, is he really? He is. He I is. I did not know that. I, you know, it's funny. I saw him randomly in Washington Square Park about maybe seven, eight. Years I was ago. with you. Were you with me when we saw yeah. him? Yeah, yeah. He just I remember he just, Joey Jazz being with me, but I don't remember you being with me. Yeah, man. Time. He just started shouting from behind us, "Yo, Jersey Dan!" I was like, "This guy, you serious, brother man, Devin?" Yeah, man. So I mean, Devin is one of the best drummers we know. That dude could play, hands down. Play. That that man can play. And um, I think it's a perfect gig for him. So shout out to Devin. We're going to have to let him know we were talking about him. Yeah, I think so. I think we should have him on the show to talk about it sometime. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Um, but, Dan, I, I highly recommend it. You know, si- you know, I just just for the music alone, dude, um, you'll you'll love it. it. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's something that's it's been on my to-watch list. I am I'm mildly interested in musicals. I have to really be into the topic of a musical to want to see it. Um, I love older, like, classic musicals, you know, like Me West too. Side Story, and, yeah. and and in that vein, and Guys and Dolls, and stuff like that. I'm not as big, I never, I haven't gotten into, like, the, like you know, I never got into, like, Wicked, or Cats, or anything like that. Like, well, no one time. should be into Cats, ever. Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm just thinking of, like, <laughs> modern shows I've heard. Like, I, I, I remember, like, even, like, when, when Wicked was the big thing, I didn't find the music to be that enthralling or anything. Nothing really wrote me in. But this is a show, I as I do love history, mm-hmm. I do love the twist of it. You know, how it's it's, you know, it's an all R&B and hip-hop based the music. Is, I'm, is most of the cast black, too? Or is all the cast black? The whole cast is black except for okay. King. Except for King? Yep. It was okay. King George, right? Oh, the King George. Okay. So the King of so, England. Okay. So the King of England, originally, it's someone else now, but it's a guy named Jonathan Goff. Groff? Goff? Groff. Hold on. I think it's Groff. Uh, Jonathan Goff is the quarterback of the Los Yes, Angeles it's Jonathan Groff. So Jonathan Groff, who is an amazing 
amazing uh, stage actor who originally played the king. Uh, the guy who plays it now actually stepped down to let Jonathan play it for the recording of the movie version. And I, I listen. I, I watched this. I watched this thing three weeks ago, and I cannot get his main song out of my head. So his songs are the only ones of the musical that are not hip hop based. They are like mid nineties English pop based. Think like Blur before song two, like based. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's interesting. I'll, um, have to, I'll have to see it before I reserve any judgment on it. And and his his um his mannerisms are just amazing. Um, you know, he was also in Spring Awakening, which we also have a connection to. Our good friend Matt's cousin, Ish, is uh you know wrote it. Oh um. Um, what the hell was his name? You know it. Duncan Sheik. Duncan Sheik. Barely breathing guy. Yep. <laughs> I am barely breathing. I taught yep. that song. I taught that song to like an adult not too long ago. Great song. I like it's it. It's a good jam. Um. So yeah. Listen. I please watch it. I think you'll like it. It's just for the history alone because it gets history right. Um. I is, think it, you'll really is it? Like. Is it? Is it vastly different from like the. Like, like history books that we learned about history. I mean, I guess like you said, they didn't touch much on Alexander Hamilton and history outside of him being like Secretary of the Treasury. Well, you know, I mean, and, he is and getting and getting shot by Aaron Burr. He is the father of American money. So it gets more into that, and it actually talks about that more. It does history books. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So the whole show is actually based off a history book by Ron Chernow called Alexander Hamilton. So it's based off a history book, which it's it's a great book. You know, Penguin Press, if you like that stuff. Um, you know, it was uh, – I, I haven't read it yet. I actually ordered it off Amazon because uh, I want to read it now, which I think it's great. You know, we're, you know, getting into American history. And I'm going to go on a limb here. And people are not going to like this, but this is this generation's um, uh, West Side Story. I mean, what – is there really any other competition with musicals right now? It's the only, is this the only musical that I know of that is in the mainstream pop culture lexicon? Well, and every 10 years is one. You know, the 90s had Rent. Right. The early 2000s had Wicked. Right. Now we have Hamilton. Every 10 years, they ha it has the one musical. What do you think of Rent? Were you a Rent fan? I am a Rent fan, again, for um, it's, you know, it's, it's an opera, a rock opera. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing it. Uh, a couple times and um, it, it's good. The way it's written is perfect. Um, you know, and, and the story of, you know, what happens with, you know, with the composer of the show and how, I, I don't know if you know this, but you know, the, the, the show is based off of, you know, you know, New York life during that time period, you know, the early nineties and um, you know, Jonathan Larson who dies, you know, as it's being, you know, released from AIDS uh, and it's ba you know it's based off a, a Puccini opera, uh, La Boheme, as well. Okay. So you know I, I like Rent, and you know I'll, every ten years I I never really got into Wicked like you. Rent's good. You know the '80s had uh, Les Misérables, which is like Phantom of the Opera was in the '80s too. Wasn't Phantom, it? no Phantom's yeah. amazing. And so yeah. you have those two. You have I do Lee. like Phantom of the Opera. Fan I mean that yeah. that man cannot write a bad musical in my opinion. <laughs> but you you know you have Les Mis too, which is just I didn't I didn't get it at first until the choir teacher in my school explained it to me. Les Mis is just oh my god. I would like to watch Rent again as as a thirty five year old man as opposed to like a twenty three year old man. You have to watch the stage show. On it now. You have to watch a stage show. Don't the, the musical's good. I mean, the the movie version of it's good, but it's not 
the musical, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, it absolutely makes sense. Um, and I mean, all most of the original characters reprise their roles in the movie, but um, it's not it's not the same thing. And that's not taking anything away from Rosario Dawson, but um, I don't know. No, that's, that's fair. It's completely understandable. Now, so, Hamilton's still on Broadway, right? I mean, technically, <laughs> there's yeah, no Broadway if, right if, now. If, if Broadway were were open, <laughs> yep. Yep, there's no technically no Broadway right now, but yes, right, it is right, still right. on. I don't I don't see it closing. I mean, there's there's shows in most major, most major markets right now. There's a touring thing as well. Um, okay. You know, just something to think about. I, I I you know if you can't afford a ticket, so I'm glad they did this movie because you know tickets start at like six hundred dollars. So what uh what platform is the movie available? On? It is available on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I mm-hmm. had something in my uh. Me and the wife will sit down and watch. Maybe not tonight. I'm getting up early. I'm going to bed early tonight for an early hike tomorrow, but maybe on Sunday or something. I highly recommend it. I will, man. I will. I will absolutely do that. Something to think about. So let's move on to something completely, completely different. I want to talk about Major League Baseball and its return. Of course. Um, there have been some issues mm-hmm. uh, already. Uh, you know, we had some game postponements and cancellations because of uh, COVID. Coming up, uh, the, the Marlins had an issue with a couple of their players, actually, um, coming down with the virus. And uh, I believe it was seven, 17, team, 17 people affiliated with the team, I believe, have been mm-hmm. diagnosed. Not all of them players, but I think most of them players. Yeah. So I want to know what they were doing that they ended up getting it. I'm sure it's been, I'm sure it's been announced. That's what they're trying to figure out right now. They're trying to figure out how this happened because mm-hmm. you know what rob manfred who's major league baseball's commissioner has been saying is like you know we've anticipated that this could happen but we've taken so many precautions to make sure this doesn't happen why did it happen to this team there is uh, i'm gonna call it a rumor right now that some of the players were out partying after a game somewhere if that's the case then the should have to forfeit those games okay so they um I mean, most of their games have been postponed like if, right if they, now. If they did it out of irresponsibility, if they were postponed, but if they were done, and they're probably not going to get made up. Major League no. Baseball definitely got no. a, a gift here. They mm-hmm. got a gift here with, with the team that was inf- infected because the Marlins are the worst team in Major League Baseball, and they're really not going to – there's not going to be – they're not going to be involved in a pennant race. But the teams like, you know, who were supposed to play them, you know, like – you know, right now it's the them. Orioles. It's the Orioles and the Nationals. They missed the two okay, games. Okay, so the Nationals. Forget the Orioles. The Orioles are the second worst team in baseball. Let's go to the Nationals, okay? <laughs> the Nationals are defending world champions. You know, they are they were probably relying on that Marlins series to pad the win total a little bit. Yep. And now they're not going to get to. So I think if it comes out that the Marlins, that the Marlins were out, like if it comes out for real that they were partying, they should have to forfeit those games. So, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, we're five, it's five games now that they've had postponed. They're putting they're postponed till Sunday. The Phillies are coming back, I think, this on Friday. Yeah, today. and I mean, I mean, the, the Marlins whooped the Phillies, but like, you know, that it's it's just not fair because the Phillies had to miss their game with the Yankees, and the Yankees were in Philly, so that was an issue too. So the Phillies have have have, have only had two tests positive, I think, and yeah. they've had to get tested for three days. They had a clubhouse official and a coach, I think, test positive, and that you should be able to work around that. But I mean, here's I mean, the Phillies have had to postpone six games. 
they, they've had to postpone because they had to go Get through tested. three days of testing. Yeah, and it's know? the same thing. The Yankees. Well, it looks like the Yankees only postponed the two Phillies games. Uh, they they, and they just moved. They went to Baltimore. And they played Baltimore early. I think. How cool is that? That's old school baseball. Hey, you can't play. Let's go find another team to play. Yeah, right. It's like old barnstorming style. Yes, it really yes. is like reading an eighteen nineties like baseball history book right now of how this season's been going. <laughs> I love it. You know, listen. I you know I. I'm actually I haven't been invested in baseball in a few years. I, I, I mostly because I'm a Mets fan, and you know, um, oh, I watch their games. Yeah, I mean the Mets have been the Mets have been okay the past couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, average. But when it comes to this whole COVID situation, I am happy to see that like Manfred just didn't punt on first down with the season. Yeah, like I feel like. And I, and I know a lot of people out there think Adam Silver, who's the NBA commissioner, was a leader once this happened, with the, with the, once the whole thing happened with the Jazz back in March. Yep. But I also kind of feel like everybody kind of punted on first down back in March rather than like – and maybe because there was an unknown and we were a little more scared then, and that's the case, I understand. But now we're here we are in going into August. We don't know everything about COVID – but we do know, at least for me, what I do know is it is not as serious as people thought it was in March. It just isn't. Uh, yeah. If you look at the hard numbers, it's like, okay, it's not the plague. It's not destroying the world. It's killed a handful of people. Um, the people it's killed are were people who, most, most of those people, not all, most of those people are people who had immune problems or had sicknesses going into getting COVID. Mm-hmm. And COVID kind of, you know, it is it, off. Yeah, it makes it better term. It makes it worse. You yeah, know, it, it, worse. it intensifies. But just like a cold or a flu would make a, a situation like that worse. So yes, it's it's holding the same trends as every other viral born illness ever. But now that like we're looking at numbers and we can see like the percentage of people that COVID's really doing serious harm to, I think we can say it's not necessary to, to as I call it, punt on first down with this Marlin situation. What I think needs to happen is they need to keep investigating and find out how the Marlins got affected. If it was because they were on an airplane and the airplane wasn't cleaned right and there's nothing the Marlins could have done about that, then so be it. But they should also be chartering their own flights, you know. So the Marlins, if they're chartering their own flights. Do they not charter their own flights? I feel like they probably are. And if that's the case, then the Marlins need to do a better job at vetting who they're chartering their flights with. But if it comes out that they were out partying in, like, South Beach or something, like... Yeah, I mean, then they should be for all those games that they that they suspend. They should be forfeited, and that's just all there is to it, because they're putting the season at risk. That's one out of thirty teams that is putting the season at risk. That should not affect the other twenty nine teams who are largely doing what they should be doing. Yep. Well, let's talk about that. Actually, let's talk about the Dodgers. Uh, one of their pitchers, reliever Joe Kelly, was actually just suspended for eight games. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what everyone is calling his role in a bench clearing incident. Now, oh, I love I, it. This wouldn't have been an issue if it wasn't for COVID, because you have all these people fighting. Is, wait, is that why they upped it to eight games I, because of COVID? Issues? You know, I, I don't know. I I have a feeling. Well, it the is. story. The, so the story of of the, the the reason that they bench cleared the bench is clear is because Joe. Joe Kelly was thrown behind Carlos yep. Correa, and I think it was Alex. Well, no, he was talking. He was talking shit to Correa. Yeah, and, and then they were talking back. For and it all stems back from the Astros cheating scandal. Yep. yep. That's why. That's because the Dodgers were the, their opponent in the World Series, and everybody knew this was coming. You, yep. You had the Dodgers Astros circled on your schedules. You knew there was going to be fireworks. Yep. So, 
you have to suspend Joe Kelly for throwing behind players. I understand that. Eight games is a little harsh. He didn't hit anybody. Um, I'm not as worked up over the benches clearing because every single person that was on those should have been tested. Yeah, it was COVID negative. So it's not like I just don't I don't see where that issue is with COVID there. And the other issue I have with the COVID thing with the Mars baseball rosters are like really expanded right now and they have these alternate sites and alternate squads. How come we're just not calling up the Marlins alternate squad right now? So that that's an interesting thing. I was talking about that with our friend George. He's like, they, they have 60, 60 or 40 man benches. I think it's down to 40 now. I think it was 60 during For the first couple extended. games, but there's an extra step. Like all the minor leagues aren't playing right now. They have a whole minor league system. I was like, why don't they just call up their triple A players? Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to just as good. They were good. Yeah, exactly. The Marlins suck. Their triple-A players are just as good as their pro team. They yeah. were going to lose those fucking games anyway, most likely. I, wonder I just how don't get it. it. They put all these like things in place for in case a team does have an outbreak, and they're not using it. And that's what I just haven't been able to grasp yet. And I don't know <laughs> what – I don't know I don't know if they're if – they're, and the triple-A team, that like that taxi squad, like the Mets have a whole other squad that's like practicing in Brooklyn at, um, at the Cyclones ballpark. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I would assume the Marlins have the same sort of idea, that some, especially in Florida with all the small ballparks. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand why they just, if they have these expanded rosters, why are we just not replacing the players who tested positive with the with players who aren't testing positive? Fantastic question. Fantastic question. So I'm, I'm just, I've been reading more. So basically, okay. Kelly's, Kelly's punishment was because it broke the COVID-19 health and safety protocols. Um, you know that that was that was that was a that was a blanket to use him as an example. So Base, yeah, they're using it as an example. Was... I mean, and there's other thing like you know, the USA Today is saying you know, and this might be an opinion article, but it's like you know, MLB suspending Dodgers uh, pitcher for eight games is an absolute joke. Uh, there's others that say it was fair. Everyone's gonna be everyone's gonna be on the other sides of this. Um, yeah. I'm I'm of the joke. I think that suspension was too long. I don't. Think I I, I think you're right. I think they're just trying to make a. They're making an example out of them to protect the, the Astros. Yeah. Now, how the, I think everyone just needs to, you know, kind of look at NASCAR, who I think NASCAR is the one sport that has done it right so far, um, as far as these health concerns and stuff. Um, I'm really worried about um, uh, NBA. I don't know if enclosing everyone. Oh, their their testing is apparently coming back 100. Yep. Yeah, I'm them and the NHL, like their bubble situations worked a lot better than yep. MLS's did. I'm just worried about the that bubble person. not work now. And... Oh no! And we've seen the non-bubble not work now. We've seen, and we're back. You're back. Yeah, you froze a little bit. You might have to do that whole thing again, Mr. Haas. What do you need me to start? I don't know. Uh, I, it, you know, the bubble and and the traveling thing, I think, is where you got cut off there. Okay. Hold but on. um, hold on, hold on. I'm going to clap myself in. Oh, I'm leaving this all in. Oh. Okay. You're fine. We're fine. Why not, man? Unedited. Unedited. We're robots. No editing. (laughs) Anyway, what I was saying, sorry about it. We had some internet issues there. Um, We've seen the bubble not work now with MLS, and we've seen the non-bubble not work with, Mm -hmm. you know, Major League Baseball. So we have... But we've also seen the bubble work fantastic with the NHL. NHL, which was they, they did a smart thing by going to Canada, which is just a country with less people, so you yeah. have less variables <laughs> of, of of getting it all fucked up. Meanwhile, in the NBA, I mean, 
you know, right now they're good. Um, but you know, you, you saw what happened with the dude from with I think it was it Lou Williams from the uh, from the Clippers who went to the yep. strip club in Atlanta yep. to get wings. You know, listen, I know there's people who's like, no one goes to a strip club. Apparently, the food here is amazing. I, I don't even care that there was a strip club. But, dude, just send somebody else to get the yeah. wins. DoorDash, Send bro. somebody else. DoorDash. You are fucking rich, dude. Yeah. Pay somebody to do it for you. DoorDash. Because you're... It, it, what what people aren't understanding, the big problem I have is you put the whole rest of the NBA season in jeopardy because you are in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking common sense. Dude, like, you are... You are getting paid to play right now. Why, why would you do something where you would not get paid. And I think it's awesome that, that they gave him a chance to go and, and grieve. I think he lost his, his grandfather or something while he was there, or he lost a family member. Yeah. And he, that's why he was in Atlanta, and I completely understand that. But, dude, go, go to funeral, back to the bubble. Boom, boom. Be responsible. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you're in that situation, when there's a bunch of other people that we, this is where like the COVID line starts to start mm-hmm. to cross. I guess cross me. You're responsible for other people now, and you're responsible for your well-being and other people's like well-being and financial well-being. It's their jobs. Yep. You know, if you didn't have that responsibility of having to be in a bubble, then go to goddamn strip club and get fucking wings all you want. You know, if you're you or me, if it's you or me, <laughs> and we don't have to worry about that as much, you know, go freaking do what you got to do. Yep. You know, I agree. And, you know, NBA players. I, I'm assuming I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's pretty much impossible to play basketball with a mask on. You know, because <laughs> of, of there's of no the, sports you can really play. I mean, baseball maybe. Baseball, but... I think you can. Baseball. I mean, there's players that are doing it, and because there's breaks in baseball, like it's short breaks. Basketball, you're running the whole damn time. Mm-hmm. Hockey too. There's no way hockey, to do it. In hockey. There's, there's no freaking way. The best thing you can do in hockey is wear a face shield mm-hmm. this season. You know, just wear a face shield. But, like, with basketball, there's no, really no chance you can wear a mask. You have to be extra vigilant with that sport. Extra yep. vigilant. So, uh, it's just the whole thing with all these teams that are, you know, having issues. It all goes back to self-responsibility, I feel, and knowing the situation that yes. you are in. And unfortunately, Every situation's different. And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of people that are not taking self-responsibility serious. Uh, there was a, you know, a town close to us last week. Someone had a party with 700 people. Yeah, what was I, that all about? Uh, it, was, it was an Airbnb that was rented for a party. They all got Seven, in a lot of trouble. 700. I wouldn't want to be partying with 700 people on a normal day. Yep. That's like a, that's like, that's like a high school sports gymnasium. Yep. Although there was one time where I... Pushed you in a shopping cart through thousands of people partying. Yeah, well, that was that was. That we were was, in our twenties, and it was, wasn't during a pandemic. That was also an outdoor World Series victory celebration for the Red Sox. Like that was awesome. Yeah, that was just getting and. and excuse me, I had to take a little burp there. Get a little belch out. <laughs> a little belch out for everybody. Next time I have a belch, I'll make it nice and loud so the fam can hear it. You go back to that. What's the difference between a World Series celebration and yep. the George Floyd protest? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we did those no problem. We had no problem with that. Yep. You're not so wrong. It's just, it's coming to a point with, I think, COVID where self-responsibility is the only answer. And the more it gets politicized, the more you realize that it's a political thing. Like, it's to a point now where, you know, or for me personally, I think 
It's a money grab. It's becoming a money grab for New Jersey, trying to get money from the federal government. And it's just become something to oppose Trump on. It's just another thing to oppose Trump on. But I do really think it's going to backfire because there's a lot of people who aren't of the mindset that COVID's going to kill us. Yeah. Like, well, as a society. We'll have to see what happens. Um, you know me. I don't like politics. Not that I don't like talking about them, but, you know, it, there's so many different factors here. And I think this is just a time in American history where there's going to be books written about it. And, um, you know, everyone's going to have their own opinion. Um, yeah, and everybody is going to have their own opinion. I understand that. But you have to um, – and I'm happy baseball hasn't punted on the season because I, I think a, a, there needs to be some sort of major global organization that is not scared to, like, punt right away. And just throw yep. everything away. I agree. I think America needs to see that right now. But then it goes really back do. to schools can be open, but we can't eat inside. Because, you know, there's so many arguments. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's it's absolutely ridiculous. The schools, be like, I, I'm completely with you. Yep. Completely with you. Yep. It's either one or the other. Either you can go inside with this or you can't. And, I, and personally, I think you put a mask on, go inside, and, and go for it. That's where, that's where my view but is. But there are some school districts that are not requiring kids to have masks in school. And what do you think of that? Yeah, see? It's, it's, I know, it's tough. It's tough. What about I, those I think, kids I think, that I think have... It's a ba- I think that's a bad idea right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a... I don't think it's going to be a catastrophic idea. I just think it's a bad idea. Yep, I agree. I yeah, agree. I guess that's the best way to look at it. Let's move on to more positive subjects. I do want to talk about NASCAR real quick. Um, I don't, I know you don't really watch it. racing boys. Well, check this out. So there, there's a lot of news. Um, so I don't know if you know, NASCAR does race a few road races during their season. They don't do an oval. They actually make right and left turns. Right. Um, and, uh, something that, well, the Glen, the Glen is not happening this year. They're doing it. Yeah. yeah, But they're doing it at Daytona this year at the Roval. Um, I'm sorry, Charlotte's the Roval. They're not doing Charlotte. They're not doing Watkins Glen or Sonoma. They're doing it at Daytona this year. Now, what's interesting about Daytona is Daytona is used for, you know, indie open wheel and open wheel. Right. There's a road track built into the Oval. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, they're doing it here. Now, NASCAR is having a little bit of an issue here. First of all, NASCAR stock cars are much heavier than open wheel cars. Obviously. Right. Of course. Yeah. The other thing is, is that their cars are too fast for the road cat uh, the road course at daytona so this is what they're doing obviously every track has a different um aerodynamic package and motor package that the teams have to use right mm-hmm. short tracks have a you know a smaller engine the large tracks have um you know bigger motors right, right so right. they're going with the smaller road course or the smaller oval 750 horsepower motor and the most powerful aerodynamic package because the cars are too powerful. In fact, they're so powerful. They had to add a chicane, which is an S turn for those of you who don't know auto racing. They had to add a chicane into the track to slow the cars down on the straightaway. (laughs) Now I do watch NASCAR. I'm not like a huge fan. I do watch the road races more than anything because I like right and left turns. Also I race road race RC cars. So I, I like it a lot. Um, I don't race a lot of oval. So here's the thing. This is going to be an amazing race because the cars are too powerful and we're going to see a lot of stuff. The NASCAR racers are actually lobbying for practice time to get this right. Usually they don't understand that. Usually they don't get that. 
Yeah, not in that sense. No, you get a couple laps to, you know, get your car in tune and that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't get like a, you know, I don't think they have like, you, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the rules of NASCAR and what their track preparation. I mean, is basically like everyone races the same exact car. All right. Yeah, I know it's, that. It's driver yeah. skill, which is great. I, I think that's awesome. So you're racing the same exact car and, um, you know, basically they just needed a whole bunch of downforce and a really small engine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking at the course now. It's really cool. Basically, turn four needed a a chicane in it. Uh, so that race is this weekend? August 16th, so okay. two weeks. Well, and how come they're not racing at the Glen? I think New York canceled all events. But NASCAR that's, events. That's, see, that's another weird thing. How come baseball can play, but NASCAR can't? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I think it had to do something with... I think it had to do something with the track and the state. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I've always wanted to go up there. I've never been up there. We have a good friend, our friend John Vidge, who, you know, does a lot of work for the racetrack up there, and he's invited me up, and I've never, I've never had a chance to go. Uh, one of these days. I've been to a NASCAR race before, man. I've never been. I went to Dover once, man. I went to the spring race in Dover once. They're a blast. To go to live, it is an absolute blast, man. You get one of those like those scanners, and you listen to all the, the crew chiefs and stuff. And yeah, you can bring beer into the track. You can bring a cooler in. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything's cheap there. I got, I gotta go. Yeah, I would, I would go to a race again one day. I'd like right. to go to Watkins Glen one day. Let's go to Watkins Glen. Glen. You know what we they, should do? We should go to Dover. Glen is nice. Yeah, we should go to Dover because it's close. But then we should go to Watkins Glen. The Glen's not that much for. Oh, yes, yes, it is. Dover's only like two hours from here, two and a half. I guess three hours, and the Glen's probably like six hours from here, maybe seven. Where's it? Oh, I mean, the Glen's. The I Glen's mean, it's, up near like Ithaca. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the Finger Lakes. Yeah, the, it's, it's closer. To, yeah, it's in like central, southern tier. New it's past. I mean, it's past. It's past Ithaca. It's in between yeah. Ithaca and Buffalo at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's I right mean, on I've Seneca Lake. I would love to go to a road race one day just to see the difference. Yeah. Well, we can do that too. We can go to some NASCAR stuff. I mean, some uh, like Le Mans style stuff. So let's move into something else. Dan, I did something crazy. What'd you do? You know, we've talked about this before, how I've not had a gaming system since the Sega Dreamcast, which came out in 1999. And um, I got a new gaming system. I got, well... I bought my friend's Nintendo Switch that he wasn't using. Oh. Now, Nintendo Switch, not the top of gaming systems. It's not a PlayStation or an Xbox. But um, the price was right. And um, I'm having a lot of fun. What games what? he got? What games so got? he gave it to me with Smash Brothers, the new one, which okay. if you've never played Smash Brothers, you are living under a rock. Even I've played or, it. Or, I don't or, game or you didn't go to college. Or, yeah, or you didn't go to Berkeley <laughs> College of Music. <laughs> So, Smash Brothers is like the king fucking college video game. Yep. Now, it's pretty cool. I, I, I bought games that, you know, I put it on Facebook. Hey, what game should I buy? Uh, so I ended up with, I'm sorry, it came with Mod- Mario Odyssey too, which is like, an, it, it think like Mario 64, mm-hmm. but better graphics and a lot more fun. Uh, so it came with those two. I've been playing Odyssey, which is mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, I bought Mario Kart, obviously, which me and my lovely fiance have been playing. That, if if um if the king of college video games is Smash Brothers, then the prime minister is is Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I bought some other games to play in a little bit. Um, you know, once I finish Odyssey, I bought uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, which apparently is supposed to be amazing. 
I also, in fact, I, this just came yesterday. Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, which is Mortal Kombat 11 with a story. There's a story version of it. And also all of the down, uh, the downloadable content, which my friend, I don't know if you can see this in here in, in my screen, but maybe you can see who that middle character is you can play as. That RoboCop? That is RoboCop. Do you see who this side one is in the dark? That is Spawn. That I can't see because it's too dark. You can also play as Terminator, of all things. And what game is this again? This is Mortal Kombat 11. So you can play as RoboCop in Mortal Kombat 11. Yep. And what's cool about... I mean, you look at the front cover. I mean, I know you haven't played games in a while, but you know who that is. Oh, that's That's, uh, Raiden? That is Raiden, my friend. Yeah, Raiden, yeah. Oh, I remember, dude! Yep. (laughs) And, um, you know, our podcasting friend... uh, Gene, he also recommended a game called Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, which is out of stock everywhere until the end of August. So I'm having fun with it. Um, I, I picked up this this cool thing where I have a, a Wii U controller that I use with like emulators on my computer. Mm-hmm. So I got this thing that lets me use that. So I didn't have to buy an extra, you know, controller. It's a lot of fun, man. You know, it's not like serious games where I spend hours and hours like, you know, what was that game that Bones was uh, playing? Far Cry. Far so- Cry. I have a, I have actually a thing on that. So recently, I was at our buddy uh, Rico's house, mm-hmm. and he introduced me to Red Dead Redemption. Oh yes, which apparently oh, yes. is like a very, it's an, another, it's a Rockstar game mm-hmm. in the classic Rockstar game with the big map and all the missions. Yeah, and I played just a little bit of it, and I just was like, I might need to download this on my Xbox. Yeah, yeah, because I feel, I feel, see, this is my worry about video games. When I get into a video game, everything else stops. That was always what I was like as, a, as like, you know, when I played more in high school and college. If I got into a game like that, everything stopped. And I mean everything. I'm talking about being productive and everything. I get too addicted to it. So you know, it's funny you I say t- that. That's why I took the step away from them so much. Yep. It's funny you say that. Um, I I have had to... I've had to be conscious about how much i've been playing if that makes sense you almost have to like set a timer for yourself yeah and I, you know I've, I've just been like all right i've been playing for like a half an hour i'm done you know yeah, what I mean? it, that, does it work out well for you can you like the it have, does like... it does i I've, I've been okay with it um what um yeah that was always like the, like there were times where i played gta san andreas dude and I would legitimately be in my dorm room for like five hours. I had a friend, our friend Eric Gardner from from uh, from from uh, college, who yeah. uh, who's been a big um, who's been big on the Arena Project in Seattle and the Seattle Kraken, as they're now known. So, congratulations is- to to him and all their success up there, and also on getting the most badass team name in all of pro sports. Uh yeah, the I agree. Kraken. <laughs> yeah, dude. I agree. Yeah. So anyway, I remember one time we were in my room and he comes over. He looked across the hall from me and he comes over and playing GTA. He's like, oh, I want to play another mission. I had to go to a rehearsal or some sort of session of some sorts. So I was gone for like two to four hours. He's like, I was like, dude, you can keep playing what you want. Just when you're done, turn it off and just leave the room. You know, the door locks automatically behind you. I figured, you know, he'd play a little bit and leave. I go to my session i come back i was probably gone for like two to four hours i come back and he's just sitting there like this i can't put the controller down <laughs> and he never played again he never played again really yeah he was just like i knew this was gonna be, i know this is gonna be an issue and i could never do it again <laughs> i mean i really don't blame him 
Oh, very funny stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, man, that's that, that's why I stayed away from video games for so long. But like, I kind of do want to get into them again because you know I like doing things like playing a baseball game. I like those like Red Dead Redemption, Grand Theft Auto, Far Cry type of games. Yep. You know, yep. where it's almost like a, a a movie game. Is there is there a term for those games that I don't know? Of? I mean, I don't know. Cinematic games. I don't, I don't know. I haven't games. really played. I mean, Mario Odyssey is kind of one of them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna play Breath of the Wild, which really is. Um, what's cool about um, there's there's two Wolfenstein games, and if you know me, being Jewish, I love shooting Nazis, so I'm gonna buy me some Wolfenstein. Oh, dude, Wolfenstein was one of my favorite computer games as a kid, man. Well, these are now like cinematic games. So yeah, when I was a kid, Wolf like yeah, you know, we had Wolf. Like, Tyke got me into Wolfenstein. My 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 yep. uh, my stepfather. Yep. And he had all the uh, he had that, and that game was like this is awesome. Running around shooting dogs, and not, I didn't even know what Nazis were when I was playing that game. <laughs> yep. This, and I realized at the end, like you know, you kill Hitler at the end, and years later, I look at like, oh, that was Hitler. I was killing him. What Mecca Hitler? <laughs> Mecca, Mecca Hitler. Hitler. I was killing. Yeah, him Mecca Hitler, dude. <laughs> Which is now a fantastic Cards Against Humanity's answer. Yep. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Oh my god, that's cool. hilarious. Yeah, so that's cool. We got into the Switch world. I got my last gaming system for free. My mom won an Xbox One, and she was like, "I'm gonna sell it." I'm like, "Or you could give it to me because I like streaming things." Oh uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so there aren't a lot of those like, um, a lot of those like crazy like gory cinematic games on switch you know because it's mostly for kids but they're trying to get away with it they have a sh they have a game based on witcher which is a, a netflix show i remember i've heard of the witcher gabby uh, tried watching that she wasn't into it i don't think yeah so i mean there's that <laughs> so they're they're getting there so we'll see what happens i uh Great you know you know we'll see i you know I'm, I'm having fun i just bought a game as we're recording too so there's that <laughs> So I got a question for you. I have an answer. Comple completely random. All okay. Right, we're going to move on. I want you to tell me if I'm right, crazy, or stupid. All of the above. <laughs> Still flying to California in a month to go hiking. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's all I want to hear. Yeah. I feel like some people give me like this look like you're going to fly. I'm like, well, as long as you're, as long as you're okay, man. I wear my mask. Then you sh you'll be fine. Yeah, Wear your you. mask. Don't touch things you're not supposed to touch. Dude, I'm, I'm officially a month away from my Mount Whitney hike, dude. Are you excited? I'm freaking stoked, man. Past good. few weeks, I've been trying to go out and you know do my training hikes, but it's been so damn humid. And now it's so get, damn wet. Dude, I get like, honestly, wet doesn't bother me. I can handle that. I just get some shoes with traction. But like, dude, yeah. I went like, I've been going six miles mm -hmm. and just drenched, drenched in humid sweat, dude. Like my every really? ounce of clothing on me drenched and it's completely drained. I'm like, dude, I, I just no way I could go 15 miles right now. So I've been cutting my hike short to like 10, 11 miles, you know, which is still a good hike for a, a hundred or close to hundred percent humidity days that we've been having. Yep. I'm looking forward to. I'm going up to the Catskills at Wilkes tomorrow. Oh, nice. What are you hiking? We're gonna do uh, Hunter and Plateau definitely, and if we're feeling it, we'll go for Sugarloaf. And at the end of the day, that'll be about 15 miles and over 6,000 feet of elevation gain. Nice. I've been doing some, some research and some training on my knees. What have you been doing? Um, just a lot of, like, squats and uh, just, you know, climbing stairs a lot, which have been helping. Um, it had a lot to do with my stance. I was leaning back too much, a lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a nice – that's a big uh, – that's a rookie mistake. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. So I'll um, get there. I want to, I do want to come hiking with you again. I loved it. It was a lot of fun this time. I'm going to bring my camera. All of my okay. hikes right now are going to be super, super intense. Cause I'm just yeah. ramping up for, Oh yeah. I'm not there yet. For Whitney. Yeah. But yeah, definitely not leaning back. It's all about that center of gravity. You got to put yourself, you got to yep. have a nice balanced center of gravity. It's almost like doing yoga. You know, where you have to really jump you know, that you have to what's the word disperse all the pressure evenly amongst your legs and your and your and your core. Yep. And if you're leaning back, you're only putting pressure on your knees and that's why your knees are hurting so much. I hear you. You know. And and get truck get there. Bad knees. That's the other yeah. thing I tell people. You know? uh, yeah. I I do need to get poles. I so um I have one more thing I want to talk about and it's pro wrestling. All right, what we got? Uh, well, I, I have I have two topics. One, I want to talk about uh, Adam Cole, pretty much verbally abusing Pat McAfee. I don't know if you heard about this. I heard about that, and then I heard he apologized for it. He did apologize. So I, I didn't watch any of the clip, so maybe you could fill me in. Basically, on the clip and like and what he says in the clip and what led to it. Basically, Pat. Every time Adam Cole is on Pat McAfee's show, uh, Pat McAfee makes fun of him. Somehow or another. And this time, I guess he just had enough. He, uh, you know, you're the top star of NXT, which is surprising because you're so small. And I guess oh, Adam Cole had One enough. Weeps. Yep. Adam Cole had enough. And, uh, you know, swat the microphone out of the way, was getting in Pat's face, pushes, pushes McAfee's producer or something out of the way, and just storms off. He's like, you know, I took time away from my family to do this, and you're just going to talk shit or something like that. And, um, yeah. It, it got pretty heated. See, now, when things like that happen, I get pissed off when the wrestlers wind up apologizing afterwards. Yep. I got, like, obviously, he's trying to get a reaction out of Cole. Mm-hmm. Cole got the, gave him the reaction. It fits within Cole's character. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 work with the freaking, work with the realness of it. Yep. Because as we always say, when it's more real, it makes for better wrestling. And I'm assuming I'm, I'm going to assume he had to apologize because maybe corporate made him apologize. But like, I don't know. I, I was upset to hear I was I was upset to hear that he that he that he that he went back on his, you know, quote unquote attack on McAfee. McAfee wants to talk shit. He needs to be aware of what the consequences of that are. Yeah. You know? And I mean, McAfee is not a small dude, but come on, man. Be nice. It's like, just be, if you're going to be a dick, that's fine. But just know that there's repercussions for being a dick. Yep. And that might be pissing off a professional wrestler who could probably jack your ass up. Yep. yep. You know? You're not and wrong. I don't, I don't think Cole should have to apologize. It sounds like he shouldn't have had to apologize. It sounds like something that could have been worked into 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 story if, you know, creative were a little better and more creative. Yep. Yep. What else? Well, what was your other, what's your other well, wrestling issue? The other thing I want to talk about is Regis Philbin. Passing away. Oh man, yeah. I, there's no way to not like Regis Philbin. I, I it, it's not possible. Yeah. And if you do, you're you're a fucking communist. So I want to share my story with Regis. Um, obviously, I knew who he was. The first pay per view I ever watched was WrestleMania Seven, and Regis was a host. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think WWE's statement on his passing uh, was very eloquent. They did a good job, and. Um, what was cool is, other than WrestleMania 7, Regis would always have the wrestlers on his show. And, um, you know, he always treated them as, you know, their characters, which is really cool. You know, there are some differences, you know, like Warrior didn't go in full paint. 
Uh, but, you know, he was always a fan of wrestling and would treat them, you know, back then we still have kayfabe, you know? Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, he treated them in the right way. You know? he, 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 when he was in he the understood show, kayfabe. When he was on, on part of the show, he was a part of the show. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't going there like, hey, I'm going to expose these like, He entertained, he was a fan. Yep. At the end of the day, he was a fan. He was, and he was probably living out something he always wanted to do. You know, there's nothing worse, not like Pat McAfee here, who we just <laughs> talked about before, who, you know, doesn't want to understand whatever kayfabe. It's not much kayfabe left in the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, calling out somebody on their size is a slap in the face to kayfabe, if mm-hmm. you ask me. And I always thought it was cool guys like Regis didn't do that. Yep. You know, you're absolutely right. Now, the last thing I want to talk about has to do with another podcast show that deals in wrestling, and that is Sam Roberts, Not Sam Wrestling. Episode 301, which came out this week, uh, a great episode called Revamping WWE's Main Event Scene. Basically, what he did is he took the three brands and stated his three wrestlers that should be at the top in the main event scene. Now, um, I listened to this a couple days ago, so I might get it wrong, but I want to talk about at least the top people, the, the, the number ones. So for... NXT, his no, and I remember the three for NXT. Uh, Keith Lee, of course, obviously has to be number one. Karrion Cross, obviously, yes. And his third's very interesting. It's Timothy Thatcher. What do you think? About did, who won? Who won the triple threat match on Wednesday? I didn't watch it. I watch it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch I watched, it either. I'm an. I've been watching nothing but AEW. Which shout out to Matt Cardona making his. Um, Sorry, I probably just ruined that for you. Shout out to Mac, uh, Mac Cardona making his AEW debut. Well, I mean, we're, this is dropping on Sunday, so if you haven't watched AEW by that point, then you're, you're really yeah. There. yeah. I'm so happy for Matt, man. I, you know, I, I knew, you know, one of his best friends is Cody. I knew it was coming, but the way it came was pretty awesome. So if you haven't I'll watched watch. it, just I go watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Shout um, out, Keith. To Matt. Keith Lee's the undoubted number one. I think he's the number one wrestler in WWE. Period. I agree. Not just NXT. I think he has. He is the full total package. He cut another awesome promo this week. His promos are amazing. Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, he absolutely manhandled Cameron Grimes in the middle of his promo against Cross. Yeah. And and it was and they and they wrote it great because Cross didn't show up at t- to to respond. It was just Scarlet coming out doing her awesome Scarlet thing, and then Cross coming up on the screen and answering Lee. Yep. Like they're really setting it up to build awesome for this match, and man. that is why Carolyn Cross is no Car- Carrion Cross is number two. Yeah, Batman. A- have you watched his indie stuff? Holy I haven't crap! Watched a lot of his indie dude, stuff, no. the man is amazing. I'll tell and you, Scarlet too. Yeah, dude, they have they have maybe the best intro in pro wrestling right now. Yeah, do you know that Scarlet actually singing? That makes sense because she's like singing when she walks out. Okay, that's yep. that's cool. I that is that. her. She recorded the vocals for that. I dig that. Now, what about number three, though? Thatcher. Uh, over Adam Cole? Well, no. Adam Cole is going to get moved. So we're, so is Adam Cole on a different I, on, on, Sam, on Sam yes. Roberts' list? On okay. Sam Roberts' list, he's okay. either SmackDown or... Okay, oh. so take Adam Cole out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Where's Matt Riddle being considered? SmackDown? SmackDown. Okay. Because... Well, SmackDown there, and then uh, was Johnny remember- Gargano was Johnny Gargano being nowhere, nowhere. nowhere. I, mean, I, I remember think, correctly. Honestly, between I mean, I still believe in Tommaso Ciampa too as like 
a future as a future, oh my god like, yes legend so i would probably put him in my number three before thatcher mm-hmm but, okay. Uh, I, I don't know enough about Thatcher yet to really make that. Like, he hasn't hit me like Karrion Cross has. No, Karrion Cross like, it, it, was awesome. It took me like all of 10 seconds to be invested in Karrion Cross. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Now, who's number one overall three brands? For me, Keith Lee. Okay. Sam Roberts is a little different. His number one on all three brands is Big E. So I will totally back up Sam Roberts and saying Big E has done dirty, been done dirty in the world of singles wrestling because mm-hmm. how that guy has never even sniffed the world title picture. It's coming. It's coming. It's got to be coming. They did it with Kofi. It only makes sense to do it with Big E next. Yeah. Especially with Xavier's kind of. I mean, we don't even know if Xavier Woods is ever going to come back. You know. Yeah, he's hurt. You know. So if if you if you just kind of naturally split up the new day you don't even have to make a story out of it you know yep. you can just kind of let them grow their separate ways i would or or you just have one of them turn on the other one but yeah big e totally no nope. i i think the the card. i think they're gonna try to keep it together i hope they keep new day together new day is great it's impressive how long that they've been together as a as a faction i mean yeah. we're going on what six seven years now it's of something new like day that it's insane that's an impressive run for a stable slash tag team man yeah yeah and they're not stale no no you know i don't even know how you would go about breaking them up at this point because as i say maybe just let them drift off at some point but i i mean someone had said something it might have been sam roberts about doing something like the rockers i don't know if he was talking about uh the big uh the new day or another tag team you know i i listen to these podcasts i don't take notes what what I what I report on is what I remember because that's what stays with me. You know what I mean? Because that's that yeah, that's of important. I'm the same way, dude. Um, same but you know, way, yeah. Matt Riddle's up there in one of the brands. Alistair Black is up there in one of the brands, which I I fully agree with. Alistair Black is. I I like Alistair Black. I just don't like what I guess what they've done with him more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I think Riddle is a star in the making too. I think he's like. You know. Now, here's an interesting thing that um, that Sam Roberts said. Uh, with Matt Riddle, you know, on, on SmackDown, right? I think he's on SmackDown. He's on SmackDown, um, yeah. You know, he would have been great with Timothy Thatcher. So, Matt or Sam Roberts suggested moving Gable. I'm not calling him Shorty G. Moving Gable down with Thatcher because they have that catch-as-catch-can style. You won't call him Shorty G just because you're the original Shorty G. I am the original Shorty G. <laughs> when he came out as Shorty G on TV, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Apparently, he loves it. Does apparently, he really? Yeah, apparently he was. I, I read somewhere that he, you know, maybe he was just kayfabing to, you know, for, for, for the suits. Oh, no. But he seems like he was all in on it. I, mean, I, I think it's a gimmick that could work, once again, if done right. You know, he has to get some big wins over big – he has to be really has to become a giant killer, which I think he's more than capable of doing because of his catch-as-catch-can skills. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll Just give it me. to you. That's my – that's always been my thought on Shory G. But once again, WWE suffers from bad writing more than anything else. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially Raw, uh, Raw and SmackDown. I hate to say this, but Sam Roberts should be a writer. I, I, I think I could write better WWE. I think a lot of us of can. Writers, yeah. But if we're talking people that work for WWE that should be involved in writing, Sam Roberts should absolutely be on the writing board for at least one of the shows. You think he would clash with Vince a lot? I don't know. Probably. I think a lot of his stuff would get turned down. Yeah. I, but, I consider that clashing with Vince. Yep. 
So, all right, Mr. Haas, it's been a great show. We've covered a lot of stuff. We even got some wrestling in there, but there's one thing we haven't done. And that is make fun of Mr. Johnny bones. Yeah. Why is he not here today? Well, it is his lovely, lovely girlfriend's birthday, not birthday day, birthday week. So they took a whole week to celebrate. And I've been what following them. What does that them. mean? Uh, they've been going different places. I've been watching them on Facebook. He's been checking in. They've been going out. They were at my favorite place in the state. My favorite place in the state, for those of you who don't know, is the Lear State Park. Um, they, they went, they've been out to dinner every night. I called him the other night. He was having a good time, we'll say. So, so I got uh, a wrestling question for this. Is Bones overselling right now? He might be overselling. Is he overselling? <laughs> Might be overselling. But I was like, bro, bro, listen. When it comes to the ladies, I know how to go out and treat them to a nice birthday week, okay, bro? Like, don't tell me that I don't know how. That's that's how that conversation would go. Well, I mean, I I don't I don't trust his opinion because he obviously doesn't know what you know what to call a tag team and what not to. So yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty much mercilessly full of shit. You know? Hey, uh, hey, hey, Bones. Do you want to talk about Ricochet? And uh, Cedric Alexander real quick. Oh, dude, he was infuriated when I brought that up in our group chat this week. You know why? Because he was wrong. Yeah, he was wrong. I'm like, dude, they even have, they even have the same outfit. And the last thing we need, like I said, the last thing we need is another shitty WWE entrance theme. So I don't even care that they don't have a theme. That is one no. thing that AEW gets right. Tag and they do teams. a better entrance. Oh, I thought you meant entrance themes. Entrance themes, too. Dude, you know who has the best entrance theme in... Uh... In AEW, and don't say Chris Jericho. It's not Chris Jericho. <laughs> Who? It is absolute Ricky Starks. Please yeah, go listen to his entrance music. No, I know. It's, it's, it, that is a good entrance theme. You're it absolutely is, right, dude. It is so good. Like, every time it comes on, you guys can't see this because you're just you're listening. absolutely but right. I'm grooving, and he grooves to it. And I love, 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 love that he is in Taz's stable now. <laughs> stable now. With um, with Brian Cage. They are yeah, opposites, but they work well you together. You talked about grooving. You talked about grooving to your entrance theme. I never see anybody in WWE grooving no. to their entrance theme. No, they, they all don't. suck. No, I mean even they all suck. Even, uh, first of all, uh, I don't know if you watched AEW this week, but um, MJF had an amazing promo. Uh, the norm. Fucking amazing promo. Um, and I like his music too. And I like Wardlow too. You know that that's a good little stable. I am all in. I'm all in with the Dark Order. Yeah, Dark Order is fantastic, dude. Dark Order fantastic. is amazing, and this whole thing with with Cole Cabana being brainwashed, it love makes it, it interesting. It's it makes it so interesting. It's an interesting mid card story. Yep. Boom. Yep. That's all. That's all. And I'm just happy for to be is interesting. I'm just happy for Cole Cabana. I your mid card doesn't need to be legendary. It doesn't need to be timeless. It just needs to be interesting for that time for that current time and it needs to elevate somebody that yep. mid-card feud somebody needs to be able to go to the next level and one and somebody's more th- gonna and somebody is going to go to the next level out of the whole dark order yep. thing. oh absolutely and one more thing about AEW before we wrap up if you have not already please go listen to chris jericho's interview with sunny kiss um, jersey jersey concrete rose she is amazing and yes she does not mind being called she or he i, I gather <laughs> so I'm gonna just like just like Chris Jericho, I'm gonna call she. And I gotta uh, tell you something. One of the nice and I don't know her, one of the nicest people I've ever heard an interview with. 
I'm going to leave my, my final point to go back to the tag team thing. And this is going to be my message directly to Bones. We always <laughs> complain about things not being grown organically. Why not let a tag team that was just quote-unquote put together try to grow organically? Preach. Preach, motherfucker. Bones, we love you, but you suck. Yeah, when it comes to tag teams, you're just way off. And everybody agrees with us. <laughs> you are. So, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Hopefully, you've had some fun uh, with us. Upcoming episodes, I am absolutely going to be on talking about some pretty cool stuff. I w really want to talk about my love of Transformers in a in a coming episode. I want to have some of our special guests on to talk about that. You can find us on Instagram at PCC Collective Pod. Um, do we have a Twitter? I don't have Twitter anymore. Um, we do. It's just basically like I put the Instagram post up and it links to the Twitter. For those of you that don't know, I've, I've gotten off Twitter. It's the, same, it's the same as the yeah. – I made all the handles the same. They're all so the same. you can find us PCC Collective Pod on all stuff. Everywhere. I'm sorry. I just don't have Twitter anymore, so I didn't know we had a Twitter because I think Twitter is toxic. I know. Uh, I, I disabled my Twitter too, dude. Yep. And my Facebook. I'm kind of done with Facebook, too. Yeah, Facebook's getting worse, too. Um, yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Getting Grilled Podcast. Uh, we've been down a couple weeks. For those of you that don't know, uh, I am a teacher, and everything's ramping back up. So it's been a little rough, but I promise some new episodes soon. Uh, Did you so say that you're getting grilled right now? I am getting grilled so bad right now with school. Um, once that's all over, we will absolutely have some new episodes up. Uh, so that's Getting Grilled Podcast. Dan, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me on the gram at Dr. Haas, D-R-H-A-A-S-E. Just put some new hiking photos up from uh, my past three weekends. I did a little off-roading at Forked River Mountain. and Me and uh, John Grill got to go find my wheel wells at some point. And, uh, we should do that this week. We should do that. Maybe on Sunday we can go do that. Yep. And then uh, what else do we got going on? I went up to the Appalachian Trail. I did New York, and I crossed over the state line, went along Greenwood Lake. Got some nice pictures from that. And then I did the Stonetown Circular Trail and the Lake Reconda Trail up in Ringwood recently. Got some nice, nice oh, photos dude, from that, too. I found a cool beautiful. little graveyard up there. Nice. Monksville Cemetery, some real haunted grave shit. Some Interesting. Really cool stuff. And um, this week I'm heading up to the Catskills with Eddie Wilkes tomorrow. So we have a nice, some nice Catskills pictures coming up. Ramping up for fucking Whitney, baby. Do it. I cannot wait for you to do that and to tell us everything that's going on with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Have a good week. Peace out. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Hey, I got a question. Would you, uh, would you consider Bones the Karen of tag team wrestling? What's the male version of a Karen? Oh, it doesn't matter. We'll just call him Karen. Let's call him a Karen. He's the Karen. He's the Karen of tag team wrestling, I think. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> bye bye.